Blog Talk Radio. Glad that you are listening to this brand new podcast. This fresh podcast, Will Take on Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker. Thank you for joining me today. Today is going to be a very good conversation. I got two gentlemen on here that are deep thinkers, like yours truly, without a doubt. You know them, Mr. Derek Wilson, Mr. Walter Strong. Today's podcast of today's podcast, the first podcast of 2021. Podcast one three. I'm rested. I'm relaxed. And I'm refreshed. I feel good, man. I feel great. And one of the main things I want to say to everybody out there, um, as this climate is uh, not the weather, I just want to talk about the climate in the world. It's weird, and I get it. I'm surprised by nothing. And and I'm being serious about this. I am surprised by nothing because I know towards the end of time we're going to see some of the – some weird things is prophesied in the Bible. So if you are a Christian, you should be surprised by none of this stuff that's going that's on, it. whether it's men having hearts of uh, uh, hearts are wax cold or these uh, calamities in diverse places. You should be surprised by none of this stuff. You should be really looking forward to the second coming. I'm being totally honest with you. As you can tell, I went to church today. But anyway, I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Always good. You know what? Always good. To go to church. It's always good to go to church on the first Sunday of the new year. I'll just try to tell you. Anyway, today's. Uh, we're going to talk about sports. I got my buddies here with me. Like I said, today will be a logical conversation oh, because I got yeah. deep thinkers with me. Derek Wilson and Mr. Walter Strong, Happy New Year. You guys, I've already said that off the air, but I'm going to say it again. Welcome today. <laughs> thank, yes, you, thank you, Thank you, sir. <laughs> I thought you were saying it's going to be good, Walter. <laughs> I thought he was saying all of that because the Giants beat the Cowboys. To win the NFC, I thought he was saying all about that for the last days. Because can I just say it one time, Will? Yes. How how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> uh, I, they I have know, not won the last days. So yeah, but they have not won the NFC East. It is all dependent on the outcome between the Washington Football Team and the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. But okay. right oh, now I, I they up. are the team. Yeah, you jumped the gun, but I, I, I think you might be incorrect because I think Washington's favorite, Jalen Hurts, just does not look like the guy. But before we get to that, um, I want to know, do you guys want to uh, look at the positive of the NFL being able to play a full 16-game schedule in 17 weeks? Yes, they had COVID issues. Yes, they had times when they had to put down a position of a team, a quarterback position, the quarterback room in Denver. They put back. They put down the running back uh, room in New Orleans for today. So, but 
do you guys want to be positive and say, hey, the NFL pulled it off and got 16 games in in 17 weeks? Going to start with you first, D. Um, uh, it was impressive, but you know what I mean? I, I still, I still am kind of iffy about all sports being played right now. I just, I just am. You know what I mean? Like, was it impressive that they were able to pull it off outside of a bubble setting to me? Yeah. It really was because, listen, they they were playing games at times I had never even thought would be possible. Like, they played a Wednesday 1 o'clock football game, and then they played again on Sunday. So, <laughs> the NFL pulling right. it off was impressive. The players and what they put their bodies through to do it, I, I you know what I mean, I might have been one of the few that opted out. But that's just me. Okay. But they got it done. That's strong. They got it done. That's they got the whole point. They did. Mr. Strong? I, I echo those same sentiments. I, I think the NFL could call this a a successful year, only from the standpoint because the NBA showed you in a bubble, if you do everything right, this will how, this is how it will work with no cases. But at the same time, the NFL also serves as a blueprint of when you do it wrong – and I say a blueprint for non-sports and other business organizations, if you don't turn around and follow certain protocols, you can have your entire management team um, or staff all testing positive, similar like the Denver Broncos or like the Cleveland Browns. So I think they serve as a blueprint of what to learn from and what hopefully not to do in 2021. And be able to be able to move businesses forward. Theaters. Um, I'm not for sure if you know what the, the uh, New York and the governor Governor Cuomo is doing with the bills, where they're going to test almost something like 7,000 fans for the playoff game and do contact tracing and do rapid testing to say is this a blueprint for not just for sports, but just opening back up your economy. So I think the, the NFL can season can be looked at as a, a blueprint of what not to do and, and, and restarting your season or reopening your businesses and everything. So I think it was a win from that standpoint. Okay. Let me ask both of you gentlemen something. Will you guys take the vaccine? Start with you first, D. At this point, no. And it's not because I just um, I just don't want to take it on some kind of eternal skeptic. I'm one of them numbers people. And I know that it takes years for them to get regular stuff approved, like stuff for headaches and, and acne and all this kind of stuff. And you were going to tell me, not that I don't want something to come along that can – help everybody get over this and hopefully make it to a point where people can live what they would call a normal life. But to me, there's no way you can, you can properly test something this important this fast. And then you have all of these different people that are making it. And some of the stories that I've heard, plus something I saw in the news where they said that they were giving uh, all of these first responders the vaccine and the camera guy caught the fact that they were injecting the guy with an empty syringe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, right now, yeah. my, uh, you know what I'm saying? I got, I got it on video. Like I recorded it, watching the guy 
not get injected with something in the needle, and they said that he was getting it on national TV. So right now, I'm I'm a little bit too skeptical to to take it. You know what I mean? I got to see what happens to people. Like I I already saw like one horrible case where like this lady got she took it. And the next morning she woke up with Bell's palsy and like half of her face just didn't look right. So I think I'm going to wait and let it let them try it out on some more people before it even come this way. That's fair. So Walter Derrick basically saying he's not in, he's not a firm believer of Project Warp Speed. So I'm going to ask you, are you going to take the vaccine? Um, to be determined from the standpoint of what Derrick said, I, I think there needs we're fortunate enough because we're not higher up in terms of in those group levels who have to take it like the first responders and people in government. We're, I think it's, it's a blessing for us to be able to see all the kinks and all the things that need to be worked out. I saw Derek's example of Bell's Pawsley was a great example. I have a good close friend of mine who ended up having recently Bell Pawsley. And when he first had it, they thought he literally had a stroke. He's in the same industry, what you do, Will. And mm-hmm. he almost lost his livelihood because he is also the voice of the Long Island uh, Nets. And he also mm-hmm. fills in for the Brooklyn Nets. And so the Bell's palsy was so severe to the point they thought he had to have a, he had, had a stroke. He's since recovered and he's back to normal. And so I think being able to wait these next seven months is an advantage to us as the normal consumer. I don't think we should take the, 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 the mindset of like my father, my father, his mindset is, you know, I'm just not taking it because I don't have COVID. And I said, well, wait a minute, it's 71 years old and you take flu shots and you never got the flu. So what's the difference here? And so I think it gives me and you, and my father an opportunity to get educated and learn what everything is, what is not working right with this, and then what is going to positive to then make the decision. I, I think, you know, to, to me, TB, uh, to be determined, TBD. No, nah, I'm not on no TPD. I'm with your dad. I ain't getting no darn vaccine. They can keep it. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not TBD. I'm I'm with your dad on that. I ain't never got a flu shot, and uh, no, I'm good. I'm clean. And if yeah, a job requires me to get the vaccine, the job requires me to get a vaccine. I keep it moving and try to find another job or either. Uh, I'm going to get blessed. You got to become your own job. <laughs> hey, I, I about to say I'm about to get blessed in this. You know, and and that's 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 that seemed to be. Uh, where I really want to go anyway is to really get this taken off the ground to where uh, it can be uh, substantial living, you know, or, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, be able to live off of this. So, yeah, but if I got to get yeah. it off to get a job, and I, I even told that to the current employer because that email got sent, and um, I mm. asked to speak to my uh, immediate supervisor and the HR person, so that will happen tomorrow. And um, I got bad news for them. Well, I got good news for Will. But I got bad news for them. <laughs> if it is, mm-hmm. it, if it if it's determined I cannot work here because I um, I need to take this vaccine, I'm good. I'm clean. And when I say I'm clean, that means I'm done. I'm I will not take the vaccine. And the, my main thing is I don't believe, and I'm like D. There's never been a time when any kind of cure through medicine 
has happened this quickly. I don't care if mm-hmm. Barack Obama got it. Only way I'm going to believe is what it is is if Jesus Christ received it and he don't need it because he can heal the sick. So mm-hmm. I'm good. But I, I but I also it. would say, but I would also say that businesses shouldn't be permitted to take that type of permission position when they themselves have not took it themselves yet either. And they can produce well, to me the clear evidence. I mean, it's almost like a mm-hmm. church. You're, you're, you're ch- because, see, when businesses try to do that, so what happens when a church tries to take that stance and say, well, we are not going to let you come within the Congress? Like, so there's certain guidelines for churches right now, right? You, you, you only X amount of people can come into the church. You have to be right. socially dis. So what's right. stopping a business or a church now to say, well, for you to be able to come into our church and be within our congregate, you have to show proof that you have been back. No, that you, I, I, that I, that I'm gonna have an issue with. I, I, I'm with you. Well, when the employer you can, says you can, I'm gonna, you can but, have an issue, but I'm in a right to work state. This is the South. It's a right to work. Hmm. So whether okay, I got you. whether that's not. Whether that's not legal or not, or there is some legal, I guess you can say, uh, probably questions about it, they can let me go for something else. Because it's a right to work state down here. Right. So, okay. either way, they, you know what I'm saying, I don't, I don't really have, whether, you know what I'm saying, like I said, you might be right, it might be illegal, but they can still let me go for whatever reason. They can say, well, he walked in here with his shoes untied, we don't want him here. Mm-hmm. You know that's just that's just how that goes. But Will Walker will not be taking a vaccine. Uh-uh, that, that's just too quick for me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But back to sports. Um, okay. We had a we had a situation in the exhibition bowl. Uh, I'm really interested in what you guys take is on this because my take is uh, I don't even see what the big big uh, brouhaha is about it or why everybody's getting all up in arms. Mississippi State and Tulsa decided that they didn't. Uh, like each other that much, and somebody <laughs> said something. And the next thing you know, somebody decided somebody decided to take a pop at somebody, and somebody else decided to take a take a retaliation pop. And then you got a guy kicking somebody. Then we got guys tumbling on the ground, and everybody's upset by the comments made by the head coaches. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not shocked by none of that. None of that, and I'm not even in uproar about it. So, Derek, what do you think about Mississippi State and Tulsa deciding that they don't like each other? after the outcome of the game has been decided? First off, that started before the game happened. That, that you know what I mean? Like, I that started literally before the game happened. But that's the thing, man. Everybody act like they upset about stuff that people say after, like, somebody else do something stupid. Right. The coaches wasn't out there fighting. The players was out there fighting. Mm-hmm. The two coaches was way up there in the stands. Shaking hands and talking to somebody when the fight break out after the game. Now, before the game, I've said this a whole bunch of times. They need to stop having the teams out on the field for warm-ups at the same time. I've, I've been saying uh-huh. that for years. To me, it don't make sense. You got you got a bunch of testosterone-ridden teenagers and 20-something-year-old dudes. Everybody got something to say, and they're millennials, which means everybody is offended by something somebody going to say. At some point, y'all just figure this out. Listen, just bring them out on the field when it's time to play. Aside from that, 
I, I ain't really have an issue with, with none of it because <laughs> people say whatever they want. I'm like Dave Chappelle at this point. I'm trying to figure out we in America got so thin skinned. Everything offend everybody. Your toe too long. Mm. I'm offended. You know what I mean? Mm. I got a long toe. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Who gives a damn? Mm. They said yeah. what they said. It's over with. If your kid is still on the team playing and you're not offended, I don't care. He said exactly. what he thought. To me, <laughs> listen, teach the youngest, teach the youngest to keep their hand to themselves. Don't be so, yeah. don't be so uh, quick to want to fight people. And the dude, the dude number four, that kicked the dude and took off running like the little girl that hit somebody and started running out the street. I hope they roast him for that. <laughs> Because <laughs> he yeah. kicked the dude Mr. and Malik took Heath. off running. <laughs> Mr. Malik Heath is his name. I, I, I thought, oh, my God. Hey, D, I thought I seen it all, man. I, I thought I seen it all. But that right there just was one of the situations where I've seen, I, I've been, unfortunately, I've been in brawls and I've been the, the reason that brawls have started. And uh, right. I know a lot of Malik Heath. I know I know a lot of Malik Heats. They they hit you and they run and you like somebody hit me. Yeah, it was that dude way over there. He hit you and he ran. So listen, I'm just saying. The, I know listen, the way the way he was running, his hands were up in the air. Like, <laughs> I ain't doing exactly. it. We just saw you. <laughs> I'm like I'm like wow. That <laughs> my wife was cracking up and laughing. She was like, ooh, you punk. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that was the same sentiment my girl gave. She was like, "Oh, oh my god, wow, baby!" <laughs> she said, "Oh, he's yeah. yeah, he, 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 yeah, he's charming. Yeah, he's charming for real. Yeah, he, um, he got it. But no, I, I'm not offended by it at all, man. I'm really not. I, I think something's wrong with me because I laughed about the whole situation. I, when I saw it, when I saw it live, I laughed. When I watched it a couple times on YouTube. I laughed. I'm sorry. That that kind of stuff just doesn't bother me. Um, because I know what's taught or what's uh, said, the, the rhetoric that's said in practice, dominate the man in front of you. You make sure he quits. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, all that type of stuff that's, you know, pumped into their brain. And so you're asking these these young men to get all that t- testosterone, as you said, D, built up. And you play a game, you come out before, and you got a little you, – like, you, you're right. They had a little brief thing before, so – all that build up, the chippiness through the game, and then you're surprised that happened at the end. I'm not. So, what do you think, Walter? No, I, I agree with you guys. The the only issue that I will take is with the coaches is when they allow a player to cross the line to the point where it endangers fans, when okay. it damages the integrity of the sport and, and the and the integrity of the university of the of the laundry you're wearing. I, I can't remember it was in a college basketball and there were two teams playing and mm-hmm. you know, like you said, fights happen, scrum scrumbles, brawls happen, but this happened under the basket to the point where the guy was so out of control that he was fighting this guy and they spilled over into the fans of the crowd. And these individuals were basically uh, individuals that were disabled, what they call consumers. And mm-hmm. it okay. put them in danger and to the point where mm-hmm. – and he just wouldn't – That even the players was trying to calm the guy down and say – his teammates were trying to come, calm down, look where you're at, put this chair down. 
and he just lost it to the point where he was putting fans and these consumers oh. in, in. I don't know if y'all remember the, the basketball teams. And it, it, it was just last year. I, I think uh, that was last year. That was Kansas. It was just last year. And, uh, yeah. Kansas, yeah, right? Like Kansas, Kansas, Kansas State. Yeah, yeah Kansas, Kansas State. He was one of those right. two. Yeah, right. But mm-hmm. so, uh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it was. A, it was. Right. Yeah, it was the big guy. But Walter, um, yeah. it, it, it's interesting you went with integrity because I actually have that in my notes. I thought that somebody would bring up the integrity of the sport. Um, let me let me, let me ask you this question about integrity of the sport. College football um, has had the same issues as the NFL in regards to. Guys testing positive, programs having to close their facilities, their practice facilities down because of um, positive tests uh, amongst the team and the, the staff and, what you know, in their building. But yet and behold, college football still says we got to uh, meet, the, meet the, the requirements of the TV contract we have with the four-letter fixed sports or whatever network. So here, here's my thing to ask you about the integrity. The NCAA is so has so much integrity. The state of California says, "No, we are not going to allow you to bring friends and family. You can play the football game, but you cannot have friends and family in the stands." So they have so much integrity. They moved the game to Texas. First mm-hmm. time the Rose Bowl has ever been played out of the state of California. They moved the game to Texas. Right. Where's okay, their integrity there? Where's their integrity there? You talking about the NCAA? And, and say yes. the NFL. Oh, oh I I'm agree talking with about you. this. I'm, that, talk, I'm talking about the integrity of the. You say the integrity of the sport. So where's the integrity of the sport? If you if you're so determined to play the game, but no matter that we're in a global pandemic, no matter what the state uh, has as far as safety protocols, uh, uh-uh, we need we need friends and family and people in the stands. So we're gonna move it to Texas. Isn't that a lack of integrity? Oh yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there, and 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 that and that there is we know is being driven by the dollar bill for you know for the the sponsors and and also for the universities and their their um their individuals whose pockets they're trying to line. There there is a lack of integrity there, but again, it always kind of goes back because I remember the coach's response to the player. The co- See, ultimately, mm-hmm. as a coach, I can only be responsible for the integrity that I'm trying to bring forth for my program and for the student athletes that I'm responsible for. Now, unfortunately, the NCAA is going to do some things that are going to be contradictive, but I can only hold the integrity for the laundry and for what I'm responsible because you know if I turn around and do something off the court, as a player or even a coach, okay, they're going to come after me if I'm doing recruiting in questionable ways like a la Rick Pitino or anybody else that's been doing some questioning recruiting. It's, it's, going, to, it's going to come back to my integrity. It's going to come on my doorstep. So as a coach, I can only be responsible for the integrity that I demonstrate, and I get it. Going, these guys are going to be high-strung to be able to get on the court and get on the football field. They're going to be pumped in their head, like Derek was saying, in terms of like this is the enemy. You you beat them down. You 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 no mercy, almost like the Karate Kid, no mercy type mentality. I get it, but when you start taking that to the point 
where the brawl of the fight starts to endanger fans and it, it becomes to the point. I'm trying to think of the other one where wasn't this the Kansas thing where they were all literally almost talking about pressing charges on this kid where they were trying to get the law enforcement? I don't know if that was the same game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I, you see what I'm saying? So when you go yeah. that far with it and the coach doesn't question or stop that, oh, then I got a serious problem with the coach in the program because, no, that's, that there you're just saying it's just anarchy, straight anarchy. No. But the NCAA is a whole nother discussion that you got there. Okay. Do you want to respond? <laughs> nah, I think he pretty much covered it. Um, well, the only other thing that I would I would definitely say is, for one, the NCAA don't really have a lot of integrity to stand on uh, in the first place. Like, nobody nobody looks at the NCAA or the coaches or any of these other people who are in charge of these sports and be like, oh, yeah, they, they work with a tremendous amount of integrity. Like, none of that actually happens. We all know that everybody is for sale. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 I get aggravated when – when people try to act like they don't know what's going on. So, like, Walter was just talking about, you know what I mean, the integrity of the sport and all of that stuff. But really, there hasn't been real, any real integrity in any of these sports that they call amateur sports for so long. Nobody would have, you know what I mean, nobody involved in it, um, like, really can sit with a straight face and be like, oh, we respect the integrity of the sport or the integrity of the amateur athlete. Like, nobody can really say that. If they do, they just lie to their own self. So, I don't think there's really any integrity to be spoken of right now in terms of uh, collegiate sports, period. None whatsoever. And we just had uh, Alabama and Clemson bowl invitational playoff go on, and Clemson didn't hold up their end of the bargain so they can, you know, most of the time when a team posts an invitational uh, invitational uh, tournament, they make sure they get to the championship. But Clemson, they hold day into the bargain. Ohio State pull off the upset. Dabo, sweet hey, he does we, not hey, regret, D. Yeah. I will. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Dabo, sweet, he says he does not regret um, saying, uh, basically ranking Ohio State out of the top ten. He said he don't think that was motivation. They're a very good team. Dabo, Sweeney is delusional if he believes that for real. I don't think he believes that for real, but if he does, he's delusional. But anyway, um, he gave Ohio State some motivation by uh, saying that he didn't think they deserved to be in a playoff. And given the fact that they beat them last year and they, they really have dominated them the last couple of times they faced them in the playoff, um, you would think Dabo Sweeney would be more cautious. But he's cocky, he's arrogant, and he's – I'm going to leave that word alone. I said I'd be nice this year. But anyway, um, anyway, D, the blowout. Ohio State over Clemson in the Clemson and Alabama Bowl Invitational Playoff. What is your thoughts? Oh my God! When I tell you, I was listen. I was in here. You would have thought you would have thought Florida State had made it all the way back, bro. I (laughs) I ain't even kidding. You would have thought FSU had made it all the way back. I'm one. I'm one of the people who like this. Listen, it's easy. It's easy to. to do a lot of chirping when you winning, but at the same time, yeah, we used to yeah. tell people this, even playing basketball, saying in, in the hood, listen, bro, you winning right now, just keep it to yourself because you're not going to keep winning. Like, that's that's kind exactly. of the thing is just learn how to be quiet. And he just has – he has 
something to say about everything and everybody. I couldn't wait for somebody to finally beat his team to put him put him in their place. So when they were when they were what I considered to be running up the score, I was so happy. Yes. I, 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 I wanted them to just listen, don't don't take your foot off the gas, give it to him. If this is what Dabo wants and, and he feel like he's gonna have something to say about everything, everybody else to put the screws to him. No. <laughs> mm. Yes. Oh, thank I did you. not watch Me it. LeBron, I did not I watch it, but no. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the final score. But uh, the kids have a saying. Uh, I want you to keep that same energy. The, the kids, the kids yeah, say yeah. that a lot. Oh, yeah. I want you to keep that. I want you to keep that yeah, same yeah. energy. So I didn't see that same energy that he was chirping with before the game, Walter. So, but anyway, okay. what, is, what is what is your thoughts on the game between Clemson and uh, Ohio State? I, I saw only parts of it. Um, because I'm not a real average college football player person who watches it. But what mm-hmm. what struck me odd about the Clemson game and then ultimately when you go to Alabama and Notre Dame is, I'm saying I, I get it. The players have a moment where they don't show up when the spotlight is big and you and you lose. But I'm like, you guys are losing almost like Mike Tyson, like knocking out Michael Spinks. I'm like, where where is your competitive fire in four quarters? Where even if you're going to lose, you're not losing like that. That's what scratched my head. Wait, wait, who are you talking about? Which, 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 which game are you talking with about? Clemson. Which game? With uh, Clemson, this... where, where, oh, where okay. was their competitive yeah. fire? You know, you won all they, these they, games they, they earlier. They beat it out of with... <laughs> but, wait a minute. So you're telling me, and I'm using a boxing analogy. You guys can help me. Uh, so you basically mm-hmm. was this Mickey basically carrying Rocky, or all those other soft fights, and then when you come against Carver Lang and he just destroy you, is that what, right. what we're saying? Exactly. Perfect analogy. Okay. 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 He'll knock you into the model yeah. rock. Perfect analogy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man, that, I, 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 that was a good one. Oh man, that was perfect. That okay. was a perfect right. analogy. Perfect. That's what it. That's exactly what it is. But another thing is, um, everybody's on on this thing about Alabama. Listen, Alabama does what they does. Um, they have the best athletes. I can get into another reason why they do. But again, I promised I will be nice this year. But anyway, they are they are much better than Notre Dame. It's it's the same thing that happened to the Miami Dolphins today. I know a lot of people want to get down on tour. He didn't have a good game. It's hard to throw from your back, and it's hard to throw when other teams just absolutely better than you. Sometimes that's what it is. It's the same way when the L.A. Lakers beat the Miami Heat in the finals. They're better than you. And sometimes you just okay. have to just say the other team's better than you. And that is what it was. And on this day, Ohio State was better than Clemson. And not only were they – better than Clemson, they dominated Clemson, and Clemson gave them motivation. I, if any of you guys play any type of recreational sport, pick up basketball, D and I play pick up basketball, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. If you can make a recreational guy get pumped up to beat you in the worst way, I mean, he's just, he's not missing, he just, oh, he just having a day, and oh. you say, man, there's nothing I can do. Oh. He's motivated. Yeah. Now, yeah. think about a professional athlete get that type of motivation to where professional uh-huh. athletes have pretty much perfected their craft. That's why they're professionals. And you give mm-hmm. them extra motivation? 
and, I, and I'm, I'm including college guys in that professional athlete because let's just face it, they're they're semi pros or they're pros, not pros or whatever you want to call it. So okay. they just don't get paid. <laughs> there you go. Dabo gave them he paid. gave them the motivation to to drub them deep, and that's the way I saw it. Oh he yeah, gave them extra motivation by chirping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you like I you 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 know how I feel about Dabble at this point. Like me and Dabble, me and Dabble don't see eye to eye. <laughs> well, I don't think, I've never I don't been think one of those people that. who's fan. Uh, yeah, I've never been one of those people who was a fan of a person who don't know how to be quiet. Like yeah. you got something to say about everything all the time, all the time. Sometimes, yeah, we'll give you that all the time. Nobody, my listen, my brother is Mr. Hurricane. He worse than you, Will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he called me. He was like, "Man, you watching this?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and we both we both had that same that same uh, what do you call it? Not Christ like satisfaction to watching somebody else get their head smashed in. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. really how I felt. I was like, "Man, I hope they get to him." Yeah, I mean that's 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 the nature of life. That's karma, you know. what I'm saying it came back yeah. to get him, but I don't. I mean, well, I, I mean, I wanted him to lose that game in in the worst way because I got I'm like UD, I got sick of his mouth. Um, but I I want the program to fall. I, I don't want them just to lose that game. I want the program to fall because what they have done, they. And, and the fact that he had the audacity to chirp about what's going on at Florida State, Florida State taught you how to win. Tim saying one of the things right. that I admire about the about the relationship between Bobby Bowden and uh, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson told Bobby mm-hmm. Bowden, "Listen, if you want to win, you got to get some faster guys on defense." Okay, Bobby Bowden, Mickey Andrews, and those guys, and Chuck Amato, they took they took heed to that, and they did the Just same thing. Heart. So that made the rivalry <laughs> right. they, that made the rivalry competitive. But there was no, there, you know what I'm saying? It's it's no okay. Well, we're gonna put Florida State down because you know they're not at our level. No, we're gonna help them to get to our par because it, what what's what's the point of not sharing your success, even though it's a rival? I mean, you you want to be able to share. Anyway, when Florida mm-hmm. State right. got to that point and Miami, when Miami was down, Bobby Brown said, "Listen, when y'all gonna give us a good game?" It wasn't putting the program down in the media. He went to Butch okay. Davis and said, "When you." When y'all gonna give us a good game? See, that's a there's a difference in the way you compete. There's a difference Walker, type of in my opinion. That people get off it. There you go. There you go. And, so and, let me ask and you this question. Okay. So let me ask you this follow-up question, and I, I think that's mm-hmm. a, a great way for coaches to be able to communicate. So then, mm-hmm. why is it that I mean, I'm not saying that Nick Saban is not asking that same question, but is Nick Saban asking that question to the Ohio State, to the USC? Because at one time, weren't these types of universities in the national championship, if you will, Oregon, Texas? Is he having these same type of conversations with these other co- teams? I mean, what, because it seems like, like you said, what, when are you guys going to give question? us a good game? Um, oh, okay. Like, what okay, do you ask okay. Butch Davis? Because it seems like, mm-hmm. like I said, Alabama seems to be like Clupper Lang and all these other teams that have been playing. Like, oh, we're going to get to the to the final four of the college playoffs. And, and I'm like, what is, is Mick just carrying these, these kids here? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> can I, I'm, I'm wait, wait, D. Let me. Can I answer this or not? Uh, D, you give me time. Uh, let, me, let me say this. This one is all yours. Um, Miami and Florida State were c- considered second tier schools in the state of Florida. Florida is the okay. school. Okay, and mm. Bobby Bowden built Florida State from the ground up. When he got there, they were not a national power. But he built them into a national power to where they said, well, he started to get good and he started to keep kids in the state. He said, I'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime. Miami had the same issue. Right. So we both we both came to prominence at the same time. So it's almost kind of like a, 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 a brother situation. Although we were rivals, this is why I never count okay. Florida State as a rival. This is why I don't dislike Florida State. I absolutely despise the Gators. But I don't dislike Florida State. If I lose to Florida State, because not only because I have good friends and family that went to Florida State, I don't. I don't take it as much. It's just friendly chatter back and forth. I despise okay. the Gators. I don't want to see the Gators win nothing. I'd rather see them lizards get stumped by or by <laughs> ant eater or something. Anything they can eat a lizard, I would like to see it. So I despise oh, the Gators. I don't have man. I don't have anything against Florida State. I really don't because we came to rise at the same time. So when Jimmy Johnson and the same and way. Coach Bowden, yeah, in the same way we built from the ground up. So when they when they were sharing that stuff, I think a lot of it had to do was they both wanted to go after Florida. And right when both schools came to prominence, Florida was starting to go down. They had probation issues. And then guess okay. what's funny about all of this? Florida stole the style of Miami and Florida State to get to prominence. And they never gave mm. either school credit. Never gave either school credit. But the way both of those schools came to prominence with speed on defense, speed in the backfield, that is exactly what Steve Spurrier did. He stole Florida State style because he wouldn't play Miami. He refused to play us. But he played Florida State. Wow. He stole their style. And he never okay. gave them credit uh-huh. until he left. So that's why you don't probably see Nick Saban probably reaching out to Ohio State or maybe even Auburn or something like that. Because, see, Nick Saban, when he got to Alabama, he's already on the king here. I don't care he went 5-7 and seven his first year. The amount of money and resources they got at Alabama. Yeah, you, knew it, you knew he was coming. Exactly. See, he didn't have to build anything. All he needed to do was tap into those resources. Miami and Florida State didn't have those resources. We built them, and every time we built them, somebody tried to tear us down. But anyway, but that's why you don't okay. see the, the, the camaraderie with Nick Saban and maybe some other coach. I don't see that with him and Jimbo Fisher. Actually, I think Jimbo really just does not like Nick Saban, and I think he wants to beat him in the worst way. I really, that's, why he, that's why he went to the SEC West instead of taking the opportunity not to play or go against uh, Jimbo uh, to go against Nick Saban. I think Jimbo really wants to beat Nick Saban in the worst way because I think he just doesn't mm-hmm. like him. I mean, maybe Jimbo showed him some lack of respect or whatever the situation is, but I think that's why he went to Texas A&M. <laughs> D, what you got? Uh, no, I, I I would agree with that second part wholeheartedly. And the other thing with with uh with a lot of these other programs, for one, I think it's a little bit different now because everybody's pretty much playing the same game. People can say what they want, but it's about who got the biggest bag right now. So Ohio right. State and a lot of these other schools that, you know what I mean, Alabama seems to just drag every year, they're still playing the same game. It's whose alumni uh, count is, is better. What, what I think okay. would be a better question, what I think would be a better question to ask is if there's not going to be an ex- of the playoffs that we have now, what do you do for the next tier of schools who will never apparently get a shot at the chip? 
Like that right. would, to me, that would be the better question at this point is what are you going to do about these schools? Because you got a lot of really good schools who never even get a shot. Like Cincinnati just went and beat Georgia. Georgia wasn't mm-hmm. a scrub team. And they beat them. And that game, I watched that game. That game wasn't as close as the last part of the score said it was. Like they were clearly the better team. But they'll never get a shot at the big dance. So if if I'm asking the question at this point, I want to know, listen, NCAA, y'all have already basically let us know we're never going to get a shot at the crown. So are we going to have some kind of other tournament that everybody else can play in? Because I'd actually like to see it. I don't really care for the Blue Bloods anymore. Because we all know that's a money grab. I want to see the teams that are built and rise, you know what I mean, over the years. Like, you can tell those teams who have, like, a team full of seniors when they become seniors. Okay, all right, this team right here, all right, the coach built this for a while. Not, okay, well, we had an extra $2 million, so we split it up between the last uh, ten top fives and got them all. Like, that's no fun. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. That's not fun, man. At least for me, it's not. Um, to answer your question, it will never happen. We will never see an expansion to where it's a real playoff because as long as they can keep the conversation going where people are going to say, well, what happened to Cincinnati? What happened to uh, Coastal Carolina or somebody else that came out of nowhere this year? They're not going to expand it. They have no no desire to expand it because really – I've, I've said this for the last two years. The NCAA, the college football has become a regional sport anyway. It's become it's become right. a southern sport with maybe Ohio State and Notre Dame trinkled in. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about it on the right. left coast. Nobody cares about it in the northeast. Um, but in Texas, far far west as Texas, and maybe as far north as maybe Virginia, maybe North Carolina, to the east coast. That's about it. Because we, because everybody knows it's either going to be Clemson, it's going to be Clemson, Bama, maybe Ohio State, and then somebody else. And if Notre Dame only loses one game, it'll be Notre Dame. So it's just, it's, it's horrible, man. It's, it's, it's a bad sport. It's yeah. run by corrupt people, and they have no desire to change it, none whatsoever. It, uh, it, it, it if, the, if, if there's anything that could give you an illustration of what the NCAA is, is, is this past presidential election. <laughs> That's a very good point, my sir. <laughs> it's great illustration. We, we, we're, we're, we're screaming up and down about the corrupt nature of the presidential election, which has not just started because of Donald Trump. It's not just started because of him. This right. has been going on for a minute. It's just funny how all of a sudden uh, we want to talk about voter suppression, we want to talk about fraud. We want to make all these things a national cover when voter suppression been happening in black neighborhoods or the black community since they gave us the so-called uh, long as we can remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of the one of the one of the uh, most interesting conversations I've had during this uh, break over the holidays with a family member. They said, "Well, why do they want us to care now?" So that's what I'm gonna ask you guys. Why do they want us to care now? You you've been suppressing the black vote for as long as we can remember. Seriously, let's not sugarcoat it. So why you want us to care now, D? Why do they want us to care now? Because <laughs> they need you to, not because they want you to. 
They need you to care right now. They need as many people as they can get to uh, to jump on the bandwagon and be like, "Hey, something bad happened." I I, I watched I watched this whole thing play out, and <laughs> yeah, am I surprised by any of it? No. Am I surprised that they need your help right now? No, I'm not. It, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the uh, the person around the neighborhood that you don't like. Until somebody broke in your house, and then you'd be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, what you saw? You ain't spoke to him in twenty five years. Y'all don't even talk to each other." <laughs> then point. when you get out of the car with your groceries, you keep right on walking like they invisible. But now today, yep. you need them. It, it's kind of the Very same thing. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, mm-hmm. voter suppression has been happening for years. Like we right over here in Quincy, it's small. But, like, they move, like, random people voting places, like, the day before you vote. How are you supposed to know, like, it got moved, you show up to vote, and they be like, oh, you don't vote here. Okay, well, where we go vote at? Well, they moved it yesterday. To where? Uh, I got to call this person. That's that's not exactly feasible. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. Will is absolutely right. It's been happening. I just... I'm, I just I got a question. Have y'all been as entertained as I have with these new commercials that they've been making? Because this, I swear, it's like watching the movie here in the state. <laughs> these, these, bro, these commercials have been just. <laughs> bro, I'm in Georgia. I have been berated with Warnock also. I know these two by name: Warnock also. Leffler and Purdue. Yeah, I've just been bombarded. I cannot wait to this thing. It's, I just. I really, truly cannot wait till this is over. But let's ask Walter the same question. Walter, um, what changed? I mean, voter suppression has been happening in the black community or the black voter for so-called Voting Rights Act. So why do you need us now? I think for the first time that I'm seeing that I'm becoming aware that you're starting to get a taste of what we've been dealing with for, for decades. Thank you, sir. Now, now you, you guys are getting a taste of it. And then number two, they know that we are now more aware of that it's not just the primaries anymore. It's about mm-hmm. these other local elections and, and state elections there you go. that are more important. There you go. Because one of the questions that I'm, I'm asking, and, and, and no way am I you know going to vote for the party, but the party that I'm, I'm, I'm curious to find out, where is your real leaders going to come from, from the Republican Party? Because if you allow Mr. WrestleMania, who beat Vince McMahon, shaved his head, and <laughs> pop up in, I'm sorry, wrestling in WrestleMania, wrestling <laughs> mania, pop up WrestleMania. in WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. If you allow him to be your head guy in to to run as a Republican, I'm sorry. There is a serious issue there. And so I think that's the reason why they're saying, we we need your help. Well, no, we've been dealing with voter suppression for decades. Now you're starting to get a taste of the medicine of it, and you don't like the way it tastes. So you want my help to fix it. Let me me ask you a question. Why 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 are you surprised? of the rise of Donald Trump in the political spectrum. Let me ask you that question. Why are you surprised? I was surprised because I thought there were better quality leaders. You know, and I asked my daughter this question 
um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. I said, would you run for political office or even say for attorney general? And she said, no, nah, dad, it's, it's too, it's too dirty. It's too much politics. It's, 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 it's too much stuff that honestly, it ain't even worth my time to think I can even make a change, you know? And so if a young person thinks like that, it makes me ask the question, why didn't someone like a Colin Powell didn't step forward? Because he was a respected he, pretty much. I'm just saying from, from he, me. He didn't want the, he didn't question, want, but he didn't want the, he didn't want the backlash. He didn't, he didn't want to put his, he thought he would put his family in danger. You remember they 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 tried to encourage him to run. They tried. And he said no. Yeah, they they tried. They tried. He said no. He didn't want to put his family in danger. And then when he saw the rise of uh, Mr. Obama, I think it surprised him the the level of respect that Obama got. I think it, I think right. I think Colin Powell he he read the I think he read the the the, the survey polls wrong or somebody gave him some bad advice. Or maybe they didn't want him to run against George Bush or whoever the uh, opponent would have been at that time. But Colin Powell, given the fact that he was a Secretary of State and he is a respected general, he he would have had a lot more cachet than Barack Obama of being the first black president, in my opinion, because of of his background. Right. Uh, I remember when that that happened. He didn't want to – no, 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 you're okay. He didn't – I remember that. He didn't want to – um, expose his wife. His wife had some kind of issue, and okay. I remember he was like, "No, you know, what I mean, it's just not worth it to put her through that." But I, I do remember that. That's right. a good question. Right. Yeah. And then another well, name that comes apparently to, Barack comes didn't to mind respect is... Michelle because Michelle told him the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another name that comes to mind is Condoleezza Condoleezza Rice, and I'm not saying she would have won, but there were She's enough. Single. There, there. I get it. Yeah, but well, you know what? There's, there's no way that the, the first lady that we have now, who's going to be out of the office in about 17 days, I don't remember seeing her several years ago, and all of a sudden she pops up on the scene. So I mean, you can you can get wait wait wait. You talking, the, you talking about the vice president? You talking about the vice president or Donald's wife or Donald Trump's wife? I'm talking about Donald. Uh, we talk, uh, talking about. Is it Alanya Trump? I mean, she wasn't on the scene because he was messing with Stormy Daniels. Yeah, but she doesn't hold a political office. You asked about Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice is single. There's, she wouldn't get no vote. She's single. And, I, and she's smart as a whip. You know how I many? And, and mm-hmm. she has a lot of, of, of doctorate degrees, PhDs. Mm-hmm. She's, she's extremely smart, but she's single. And I know that should not have a doggone thing to do with anything. You're right. But it yeah, will. Right. It, and it will. But my point is, there are enough, and I'm using them as an example because there could be some, you guys mm-hmm. could probably come up with some other names. There was no reason that Mr. Rasselmania should have been the Republican nominee. <laughs> there was no reason. And so that shows you a breakdown on the state and local level. And now they're saying, Voter suppression fraud because they know now that we can make a difference as 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 people of color and black can make a major headway mm-hmm. in these other elections and I think that's the reason why like he was saying hey my house has been broken can you give me some help here to recover right you know, right right you know so <laughs> I, I, that's my humble opinion on it 
Let me let me ask D. D, you wanna you wanna uh give Walter an explanation on how Donald Trump became the political leader of the Republican Party? Of course. Of course I do. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. This is real simple. It really is. This is really simple. This is what happened. We think and, and I'ma say we because I have some some white some white people who I genuinely like. Like they just good folks. But I think for mm-hmm. the most part, a lot of people all over this country and the world had this misconception that most Americans are in favor of equality. And that's just mm. not true. <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> and the, the, listen, I'm so serious, this is not true. So what happened was mm-hmm. everybody everybody was surprised that like people jumped in line for Donald Trump. You know, shouldn't be surprised. They had been waiting for yes. decades. For somebody yes. to step up and be the leader of the new white movement, I'm sorry, that's probably a mean yep. way to say it, but okay. it, it finally gave all of the closet racists and people who yep. just genuinely felt like this is their country and nobody else should be here. Yep. It finally gave them somebody that they could look at and say, "He gonna give me the right to be as big a butthole as I could possibly be every day, <laughs> and it's just gonna be normal because nothing I could do mm. is gonna be worse than what he said." Think about Indeed. how many think about how many altercations you have seen on the news, mm. on social media that you didn't see eight years ago before uh four years Mm-mm. how many years it's been since this dude took office. You've seen more hate crimes, you've seen more violent acts against black people, you've seen all kinds of stuff. You've seen listen, we didn't even have the term Karen's before he took office. Nope. That wasn't even a term. You could go to the park and barbecue with nobody calling the police. Mm-hmm. You could sit in your car and eat a sandwich without getting shot to pieces. It's <laughs> they had been yep. waiting for a symbol. And once he okay. showed up, it okay. was like, all right, it's game on. So it, it wasn't as – to me, it wasn't hard. All I felt like he did was he found a pulse that everybody yep. else had been skipping over. And once he stuck his finger on and felt, oh, man, we got a real good heartbeat right here. We're going to stay right here. He's literally stayed on that same pulse from day one. He didn't change at all. He's going to make this country great again for white people. That was his yep. ultimate goal. Now, he did some other stuff. I'm not going to say the man is all bad. All I'm saying is that was how he got in. That was his end. Okay. He okay. saw it and he got took you. it. No, I'm going to say the man is all bad. No, <laughs> no, there's no good. There's no good in him. No, cause you, <laughs> I knew you were going to go where I, w- I wanted to go, but I figured you can articulate it a lot better than I can because I'm going to speak from anger standpoint. No, he's <laughs> corrupt is all outdoors. He has shown his bigotry. Um, no, there's no good in him, none. He means no good for but himself. He is the most selfish individual in the public sector that we have seen. And and, and mm-hmm. he's open with it. There may be other people mm-hmm. that probably just as selfish, but there wasn't internet, Twitter, or TVs, or even ways to, you know, or radios back in those days, because God knows, I'm sure George Washington and Thomas Jefferson was just as bad, for crying out loud. They owned people. And John Adams. They owned people. So people. They, they can't okay. be, Donald, yeah, Donald Trump cannot be any worse than them, because they owned people and thought we, those people, 
were second class citizens. Matter of fact, they didn't even think we were hu- human. But yet, I was behold, just going to say you were three Thomas, quarters of a person. Yes, <laughs> and yet, behold, Thomas Jefferson had the audacity to write that all men are created equal. He had the audacity to to write that and yet own people. Think about that. That's that's one of the things when I get into a discussion with people that are intellect that are much smarter than me. I say y'all are expecting mm-hmm. equality from a country that brought you here to be servants. There you they go. brought you here to there be servants. They don't they don't they they don't want to give you any equality. The simple fact that they have to vote to give us basic civil rights. And then I heard the funniest thing the other day, there's civil rights 2.0. Wow, so the basic civil rights of all men created equal isn't good enough? So we got to mm, have a second uh, bill. No. We got to have a second bill. So all men aren't created equal because we had to have a simple legislator legislation passed for civil rights. So all men are not created yeah. equal. Oh, no. No. I, well, I never felt like that anyway. Not in this country. You know? Well, I, I, I mean, D, I felt the same way. So my whole thing is that's why I just I'm like, what you what, what do you want from us now? I, listen, and and, and, and and um, I gotta say, Walter, you, your daughter is so smart because I've been asking the same yes, question about Raphael Warnock. I've been asking the mm-hmm. same question about Reverend Raphael Warnock. Why would you want to take the sacred pulpit? And take it to Washington. You ain't changing them corrupt people up there. You ain't changing okay. them. What is, what is your end game? What is I, your motivation for trying to do that? Now, mm-hmm. I, I will say this. I will say this partially in his defense because I don't know him. Because I don't okay. know him. I actually just listened to something okay. the other day, and I always felt like this. I always feel like God has somebody in every arena to be the voice of okay. reason, even if people don't want to hear it. There's somebody okay. here. That, that he gives insight to and says, okay, this probably ain't a good idea. The only thing is, the Bible says that there is wickedness in high places. In this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it don't get, in this country, it don't get no higher than the government. That's pretty much it. Yeah, right. And right. listen, wickedness comes in all shapes, sizes, colors, and everything else. So there is, just like you said, ain't no good in Donald Trump. The Bible said, the Bible even tells you it's a little bit of good in everybody. It's just they don't listen to it. There is no okay. difference in him trying to go to Washington. I think, I, as far as I can see, he may have a pure motive of trying to get there. Now, the, the kind of impact that he may or may not have is only going to depend on, one, what his walk with God is really like and how much God's favor is really working for him. If he's doing it for mm-hmm. a good purpose and and he has legitimate, you know what I mean, like he really has the people in mind, and he's really going there to try to accomplish something that he might feel like the Lord has given him to do, then he just might make a bigger difference than you might think. But if he's not, you're going to find out. Because one thing you're not going to do is put God's name out there and think you're going to embarrass him. So that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of, with him, to me, it's kind of a wait and see just because, I don't know. I just got to wait and see. I hope he wins. See that? Mm-hmm. Just so we can get them extra well, see, that's, seats that's, and Maybe we can do something <laughs> That's why it's good sometimes to have Conversation uh, Open conversation discussion With people because I didn't never think I never thought about it the way you just spoke it So 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, a, I'm, yeah. I have to, I have to look at it that way. Like, okay, well, maybe God is putting him there to possibly reach somebody. May not reach everybody, but somebody. Okay. Somebody. And see, and to add on, and to add on, and to add on to that, and you know, it's going to take a great amount of courage to step in that arena, mm-hmm. like we talked about the attacks. And see, I come from the school of thought, as I've been spending a lot of time. Are, are we watching um, um, Little House on the Prairie? Is that an episode of Little House on the Prairie? Uh, I don't know. D, your background. <laughs> oh. I thought it was a lot. What, what is it doing? That ain't me. I'm, I'm in a quiet room. Oh. oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, I'm well, sorry. I don't know who that I'm was. I'm sorry. Y'all heard something uh. sound like some weird music. Right. Yeah, I thought it was an episode of little, you know. No, I, I, or uh, even okay. we were picking up a signal on your, your line because it wasn't you. That's the only other explanation. You're picking up another okay. signal right. on your show. And right, um, probably me. I oh. got it. The reason uh. why I, I asked my daughter that question is because I remember a time – and I'm like, wow, when I was her age, there was no one to really ask me those questions Very good for the point. simple fact that maybe they just felt like this, we shouldn't even try to step in those arenas because, we're, we're, you know, because of all what we have to go through. And so Very at true. least for me to be able to have the, the, the opportunity to say, yes, I want to take on the challenge. And even if I don't succeed to the expectations that I but give me the opportunity to say I want to because, you know, I try not to make out with the lady of regret, but when I kind of look back on my life and say, hey, look, if I knew some of the things that I knew now in my 50s and if I knew those things in my early 20s, and I could definitely see myself in the arena of politics. I, I can. You know, maybe not on, on mm-hmm. as a senator, but I could definitely see myself as a governor or a mayor on the local on the local level, um, because all of those play a big part in affecting us now. But no one challenged me with that question, and that's the reason why I felt led to not trying to talk about it because he's in front of me. But um, it's, it's interesting <laughs> and everything. It's, it's really interesting everything you're saying. I, I, I heard a song by Marvin Sapp. Is it "Thanks for It All"? I can't think of the name of it. To where he's like, I appreciate. You know the things I've been through, mm-hmm. and I and I, I listened to the song uh, on repeat for a good minute, and I had to go that same place with myself, even even on New Year's Eve. I, I started mm-hmm. saying all that regret of what happened, what I wish I could change, some things I can go back. No, 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 no. It, it's good that it happened because the point I'm at now. It helped me get it. All those things helped me get here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you're wrong in, in, in your feelings, but when you said that, it made me think about, wow, I was just really sitting there having this internal conversation with myself, you know, as this year was coming on, and I was thinking about 2020, and I was like, yeah, 2020 was bad, but if I profess Christianity, okay, it's just a sign. It's, it's prophecy being fulfilled. Side of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Right. This is signs is a sign of the time. So no, I don't want to rewind twenty twenty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't. I don't. I get. I get what you're saying. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So it's it's just a, yeah. It's a sign of the time. That's it. Mhm. Mhm. At least at least I'm, I'm gonna give y'all. I'm gonna give y'all my 
my version of what 2020 was hard for a lot of people. But in a lot of right. ways, it was a really good thing for a lot of people. You know, I, I like, I yeah. really take it to heart that, you know what I mean, like people who hadn't spent time with their kids and probably as long as they could possibly remember had lots of free time. Bro, I had a, I had a almost five month vacation from work, right? I ain't took a vacation before this year. I hadn't had a vacation that was more than like a day or two in probably 10 years. I was overdue. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Exactly. I, I got to hang out with my kids. You know what I mean? I got to watch my, my baby boy take all of his, make all of his huge milestones being together. You know what I mean? That's not everybody's story, but in my case, you know what I mean? 2020 was a hard year. We lost some people in our family, but it was a blessing mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Some people might not look at it that way, but that's how I see it. I'm still alive, so it was okay. See, that's my main thing, D. I'm still here. I'm still breathing and so mm-hmm. still counting. Yeah. It, and my main my main thing is it taught me patience. Because if you told me I had to sit down, there were no sports on, and I had to engage mm. in a conversation with somebody else, I told you, man, you crazy. I ain't gonna do all that. But it, it made me re- but it made me do those things. And no, I don't wanna rewind it, but I, I see the growth in what the actual for me, a blessing. I can't speak for everybody. For me, the blessing that came out of the situation because nobody, and D, D knows me, no, nobody's more mm-hmm. impatient or temperamental uh, than I, than I think I am. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned patience. I learned patience. Mm-hmm. I learned how to deal with people. Um, I've had run-ins with people that don't want to wear their mask, and I've had a situation where a guy literally – uh, at a parking lot to where D, I would have handled it so much different in my youth to where I just was like, you know what? It's him with the problem because I've done nothing wrong. Right. So I, don't, I don't need to, I don't need to go back and forth with you over something that you got an issue with. You know, you're blocking me in. Right. So I don't, I, whatever your problem is, that's your problem. And you can call mm-hmm. the police. And I handled that situation a lot different than I would have when I was like, I dare you say something like that to me. When I'm when now I get to to the point to where, man, you can say whatever you want to, just don't put your hands on me. And I'm not worried about you putting your hands on me because I'm God's child. And he's gonna take care mm-hmm. of me no matter what. You so you can say whatever you want. As long as you say it from over there. no, but see the one, and I'm speaking honestly. One of the things I know that, that I know God has worked on me with, and 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 in my walk trying to get to know Him better is that that patience and taking away taking everything so personal. There's no need to take stuff so personal because at the end of the day, I know He got me, and I know what mm-hmm. I've been through. He still got me here breathing. He still got me. He still loves me. I know He does because He has to for me to still be here Ooh, and all preacher. the foolishness I've been through. So listen, I don't worry about listen, people. Listen, listen to your I don't dad worry about you. Listen to your dad. You, you hear? I never met him. Before. I don't hear him. But I, I don't oh, worry. I just twenty 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 just made me just really sit down. I've I've read my Bible. I've been in my Bible. 
I've taken the opportunity to get to understand it, not just read it for the words that's on the page, but to really take mm-hmm. the understanding. And I've asked for that understanding. So I'm at peace. I know 2020 was bad for some people, I'm and, I, and I can't, I can't say mm-hmm. nothing for you. But for me, I'm straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm straight. I'm good because it, 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 it made me sit down and say, you know what, through all this turmoil, you're still here. He still got you breathing, and no matter what, we think in this house we may have had COVID. <laughs> we we're not sure, <laughs> but we all did. <laughs> but no, but seriously, but we all no, we, we I all had the same now. thought one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God, I said that out loud, but I literally said the same thing. Yeah, we were oh, all sick. Man. I mean, well, me personally, I was sick as a dog, and. I was just like, no, nah, I don't want to go. It's going to pass. I'm, I'm just going to trust in the Lord, whatever. And sure enough, it did. We we think it passed through here, but after that, it was just like, okay, we good. You know, we take the precautions that we need to take. So for me, I think that situation helped me get my understanding of what's important. I love sports. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I do. I like, I like watching sports, but – if my lady was here right now, she'd tell you, a lot of times the TV watch me, bro, I fall asleep on that mess. I can stay up reading the Bible, but I fall asleep watching sports. <laughs> if I ever told anybody that some years ago, they'd be like, not you. <laughs> not you. <laughs> but wow. me, bro, I was literally asleep on a Dolphin game today. And I, I even saw a post from a friend of mine. He said he, he loved the Dolphins. The only thing he loved more than the Dolphins is his child. And and the first thing when it, it came to my oh, mind Lord. was how sad that is for him. And, and the first, but D, mm-hmm. the first thing that came to my mind was how sad I feel for him that you feel that way. But then I had to think back. Shoot, it used to be a time, man. The Dolphins or the Canes or the Heat lose, man. I'm miserable, and I'm gonna make everybody around me miserable. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, we so, shared that. We shared that gene. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> and now, bro. <laughs> After them three hours up, if oh, I watched, man, like awesome. I did not watch, I did not watch much of the NBA finals. If she was here, she would tell you. She would say, I had to tell, she had to tell me what the score was. Because I was, man, that game come on too late. I, whatever. I'll find out the score tomorrow. But you got to show me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll watch YouTube. It'll tell me. <laughs> I'm not, it, mm-hmm. it's sports, yeah. It, it, it's the reason why I have this podcast. But Walter and D, it don't, it don't move me like it used to. It don't. It, it it doesn't circumvent my world the way it used to. It's, it's it's a great distraction at times, and sometimes I find it's a little bit too much. But bruh, mm-hmm. it, it it don't yeah, mean the same that, thing it used yeah, to. It used to. It used to be, and, I, and I'll <laughs> be honest. It used to be my God, but the Bible says you should not put any God, other gods before you know before God. But sports used to be my God. Because I would break my neck, get off work, do whatever, you know, do whatever I need to do because I wanted to watch a game. But, man, please. I'll find out the score. Man. <laughs> that is. That's what's that's up, man. I'm that's at. awesome. That's mm-hmm. where I'm at. That is awesome, yeah. though. Man, that's... You, know, you know some people never get to that stage. <laughs> yeah, what you just said <laughs> there, it's... You, so one to admit and say, man, let me tell you something. It's like it's like you just saying that a pastor just said, 
I want to have a bigger church more than serving God. Sometimes trying to have a mega church becomes that person's God, and then they had to learn this year that God shut shut the church down, the sports down, the financial area down, and they were like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And 2020 Hmm. was, you know, I looked at this year, and I said, okay, it's unfortunate that all what happened to over the 340,000 people who lost their lives and their families, but I said, you know, what are the three things that I can take from this year or, you know, and I said, you know, I, I had a deeper understanding about what technology can do for me and help me become um, a more uh, added value person. So when I do find a new opening for careers, I have a, a, a better handle on technology. You know, we do these sports right. shows and we do these videos, but there's the behind the scenes, the editing and, and the post-production those were skills that I didn't even know I had. And so for right. 2020 to show me that and, and to be able to be now more involved with electronics and online training, um, you know, networking, 2020 taught us a lot of skills that we can now take in 2021. So if the, if it comes to a point where we have to start bringing in our own uh, – own income in from an entrepreneur standpoint, we have these skills. And I think that's what we have to look at in terms of what 2020 has given us. Well, I think that's going to be the, the avenue I might have to take. Like I said, if, if that email is correct and that's their, that's their position, I'm, I'm not taking the vaccine. It, it doesn't have anything with my luck, my lack of trust in my face, but it's just something that says I, 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 that's not something I should do. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not that's doing it. I just I'm not doing it. it. It has nothing to do with my lack of faith in God. I just don't I don't I don't believe mm-hmm. anything. I'm like D. Nothing should come that quick, especially or something mm-hmm. that of that magnitude. This mass of people and how serious mm-hmm. this thing is. They even saying it's got a new strand. So no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, no, nah, I'm right. faith in God. I'm straight. <laughs> I know you're right. I'm straight. And, I'm yeah. sorry. Not only yeah. that, hey, the people who are pushing mm-hmm. the vaccine are the same people who didn't want to close stuff to keep you safe. You really don't trust them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bro, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you when I knew. When I knew, uh, God got me. This, 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 this mm-hmm. real talk. My company uh, said, "Okay, well, we we're not gonna work for a while." So I, I fell behind three months in my car payment. I got on the repo list. All I did was say, Lord, have mercy. This is all I said was, Lord, have mercy. I didn't check my email for about a good month. So one day I just checked my email. They put me on a forgiveness list and added an extra year and and mm. forgave every bit of debt I had. And all I said was, Lord, have wow. mercy. That's what I knew. That's why wow. I said, okay, wow. I'm that's, not worried about it. That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's why I said I'm not worried about right. nothing. I'm not worried about no man because I know for, for a fact. They they called me and told me they were going to repo the car, D. They called me and told me. And I didn't check an email, didn't look at nothing. All day, every day I went outside and was like, oh, my, oh the car's still here. I just happened to check, check the email that said they gave me forgiveness and added a year and no extra and no extra, no extra interest. I said, mm-mm, y'all can't tell me nothing. I know, who my, I know where my power comes from. 
I ain't trying to hear you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, thank you guys for your All time. Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Say a prayer for somebody. I'm trying to tell you because it works. Prayer changes mm-hmm. things. I holler. Be safe. Amen. All right. Thank you guys. Have a great week. All right. You God too. bless. God bless.